Hello, beautifuls. Eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. I woke up at five o'clock with little bales on. (laughs) I love, 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 love putting out tools, sharing tools with you that will help. If you are open to that, if you are willing to look at some things, if you are curious at all, and this one is a lot about communication, communication styles, um, looking at how we developed our beliefs a long time ago, like when we were five or 15 or 25 or right, 35, whatever. How do we develop that belief? And then how are we communicating beliefs? I work a lot with couples and a lot of the heartache and the conundrums that happen in in our lives you know have to do with that significant other relationship and what i also want to say to you to me is as little humans there's some shit nobody told us you know like you leave home and you start a relationship and you're winging it I was winging it, and I got to say, I think I really sucked (laughs) at winging it. So by the time I'm 40 years old, I'm just a, what I call a hot mess. How about you? Are there things about significant other relationships that are what you would call a hot mess? If there are, like internally in your gizzards, or even fears externally about dating or connecting with people, or maybe you're in partnership and there's things happening that you would rather not be happening. How do we discover and uncover different ways that we are communicating that could be causing some of this conflict, internal and also external with them? When I say conflict or mm, another word would be disturbance or mm, some kind of a mm, uneasy feeling, right? And we all want to be connected in partnership and in companionship and in unity respectfully, lovingly. No, that doesn't mean that we're going to agree on everything. It, it means that we are totally cool with agreeing not to um, agree. Agreeing to disagree. <laughs> That's how I wanted to say that. See, even doing this, there's tricky components to communicating, right? Okay, raise your hand. You agree, right? Communication is a little tricky, But I've also found if I put out workshops, having communication in the title, people avoid it. They don't want to look at that. But it's so fun to me. You know, I hire a coach. I'm going to tell you this. I hire a coach. I write a check for my coaches because I want to know the truth. And the funny thing is the coach doesn't have my truth. Just know that. As a coach, I don't have your truth. I have my truth. 
as a coach, I just give you tools that allow you or lead you to your truth. Uh, tools that allow you to open the hood and poke around and uncover and discover, dang, I hadn't thought about it like that, right? That's what my coaches have done for me over the years. Dang, I hadn't thought about it like that. I remember the very last thing that happened to me that was so powerful and life-changing was I went to a coach, I wrote a check, I went to a coach and I said, I wrote a check and I came to you because I'm having health problems. And she leaned back and she said, ah, you bulldoze over your body. Yes. No one had ever brought me even close to acknowledging that I bulldozed over my body my whole damn life. There she was in just one sentence, nailed it, and I knew. You know in your gizzards. You know in your gizzards when they nail it. When it's something that you definitely want to look at. So we're going to play with that concept today. I have a teaching in my programs, in my signature programs, and when it comes up and when it's needed, I have a teaching called Soul to Soul. My friend Tammy brought it to me as I was struggling from a breakup, like I couldn't get fully broke up. (laughs) You know that lingering where you're sending each other songs and you're shitting around and don't want it, you don't want it back, but you can't leave it alone kind of thing. She had me write soul to soul to this dude. And you do that for 14 days. And I had struggled for, I don't know, three to six months with this. And when I started writing soul to soul, within four days, I had pure, massive relief. It was done. I didn't have to do the whole 14 days. I have a client, this is a cool story, that was working with a teenager who had moved in with her dad, you know, they do that. Um, Divorced couples, teenagers will go back and forth and that kind of thing was going on. And I said, I would love for you to write to your daughter, soul to soul, because she was, my client was pining over the hurt and knowing that going to her dad's, you know, allowed that teenager to do whatever the hay she wanted. And she was worried about her. So if you could, I would ask her, if you could write to her soul to soul, what as her mother would you say to her? So you start the practice out by writing, you know, uh, I'm writing to you, dear Sally, (laughs) from my soul, to your soul or dear George from my soul to your soul and then you mm, put your hand on your chest and really feel what your soul wants to say to them what is unsaid that you want to say to them and this is not any type of letter 14 day letters that you would send to them this is working with the unseen energy that's available to us, and it's very powerful. It takes a little while for people to wrap their brain around doing that, and it took this mama a little while. 
I just let them sit in that and play with that and think about that. You know, every once in a while I'd mention, have you done the soul-to-soul letters yet? No. (laughs) We're such cool little humans. No, I haven't. It just feels so awkward. And I'm like, just start. Dear Sally, I'm writing you today from my soul to your soul. So finally, one day she did it. And then, I don't know, about three days later, four days later, she wrote me and she was like, oh my God. We'll call her Sally. Sally, my daughter, just texted me and said she's coming, wants to come and stay the weekend here. She was so excited that Sally was coming home for the weekend. I said, did you do your soul-to-soul letters? She said, yes. I said, how many days? And she said four. So apparently four is a pretty powerful time on this letter writing that you're not going to give to anyone. It's just working with the unseen, writing and communicating soul to soul. So yesterday I had another client, or this week, I don't want yesterday, this week, I had another client do soul to soul letters to her, I guess it would be ex And I said, please allow me, send me a picture of it and allow me to help you. You know, allow allow me to see what you're saying and to help you tweak it. So today the podcast is a lot about that. How we, how I came to her and tweaked what she was saying. And so I'm titling this looking at letters. You can look at journaling. You can look at A lot of my clients do Dear God Letters, just like me. You can look. You can go back five days. You can go back yesterday. You can go back last month and look at some of the things that you've written and start to discover and uncover some of these tools that I'm going to explain today. This is a tool alert, kids. It's a tool alert. (laughs) So we're looking at letters. We're looking at our writings those that we are never going to send to anyone, right? One of the statements that she made in the first paragraph was, I admire you greatly. And that kind of brought me to bring this tool alert to you. Um, and I used... What I did when I came to the podcast with this was I looked at my last relationship and I wondered if I said out loud um, or in writing to that person, I admire you greatly, what I could come up with that I admired about him. And I wrote down, he was clean, like he had really good hygiene habits, nails, toes, you know, Uh, mustache and he dressed decently that was it I dated someone that if I were to in hindsight look at I admired you greatly had a lot of trouble coming up with what I admired about him so I challenged this gal to explain what she admired so greatly right And that is challenging. It's like being called on your poo-poo caca. And it's like, 
you're actually saying things that you haven't given thought to and what you're handling, handing that dude energetically working with the unseen is I admire you greatly. Yeah, he, he's not feeling that. So you want to explain what it is so greatly that you admire about him. And that is where we get busted, right? So if you're listening, go back to those blanket statements that we can make, both of us, all of us, we can make and put a circle around the statement and explain energetically to that dude or that dudette what it is you admire about them so greatly. Don't be writing stuff that you can't explain and definitely don't be saying stuff without explaining it. Otherwise, you're leaving this guy to use his imagination, his ability to do the guessing game, his um, giving meaning to this. Like a lot of times it comes back sarcastically. Like, like if you had said that to him, he'd be like, really? Sure can't tell it. I'm not seeing where you admire me, especially so greatly. Not feeling that, not seeing that, not hearing that. So they're really calling us on our poo-poo caca, but we, you and I, want to go in here and realize the things that we're thinking and saying and call ourselves out first so that we're not doing this to other people, leaving them in the assumption game, the guessing game, the making up meaning and giving this a story and or the ability to come back sarcastically and say, really? I'm not feeling your admiration. I'm not seeing your admiration. I'm not hearing your admiration. So I call bullshit. And that's when, you know, they stop listening to you. They stop trusting you. They stop engaging with you. And rightly so. So I'm advising this is a tool alert for you to come in and detect those things first and foremost for yourself. Make sense? I don't know how many we're going to get done here, but these are real and they really happen to all of us. Number two, I wrote, there's so much I love about you. Again, she's writing soul to soul. There's so much I love about you. So much I love about you. Really? So I circled, I love about you. And I went to myself and I thought about that dude that I had dated And I was able to write, he was kind. He was. He was gentle. Yes, he was. And he had a big circle of friendships, right? That's all I could come up with that I loved about him. I connected with him. I slept with him. I I was intimate with him. I I put my life in his hands and trusted him with it. And that's all I loved about him. When I made the decision to do that, he was kind, he was gentle, and he had a big circle of friends. Wow, Teresa, right? Wow. 
it stopped me in my tracks to recognize this and bringing it forward to help you to recognize these things that you may be doing as well. So write the statement down. There's so much I love about you with your intention on communicating through the unseen world with this person that you're mm, triggered by or mm, working with, (laughs) trying to partner with, trying to build unity with. And then circle, I love about you, and write the things down that you love about them. You'll find very quickly, I do believe, that, I don't know, for me, there, there's just not, there wasn't that much. But you also may discover that there's 15 things you love about them. If there are 15 things that you love about them, they need to hear that. So on one end of the teaching stick, it's bullshit. It's a bullshit statement. There's three. And on the other end of the teaching stick, there's 15 or 20 or 30 things that you love about them. But don't just say there's so much I love about you. Do a dash and write things like and start listing that 15, 20, 30 things you love about them. Make sense? We can't just go through life making blanket statements that cause our person that we're wanting to communicate with to guess what we're talking about or what we mean. Or to be sarcastic because they sure aren't feeling it. You know what I mean? So when we write, we want to go back and look at what we're writing and spot those blanket statements and either fill them in fully, giving them nothing to guess about, or take them out because they're really not that true. Make sense? I'm going to do one more. We're at 18 minutes. Number three, when we were together in the beginning, I felt a sense of safety. So I went back and I evaluated if I felt safety when I was united with that in partnership with that man. And I thought of things like, yeah, he would start my car. One time I took my dad to an event and he went and got my car and pulled it up so I could load my dad. I, you know, that kind of made me feel safe. When we walked on the street, he was always on the traffic side. He did that kind of stuff. Mm, yeah, he showed respect and open doors and things like that. He showed up when he said he would, like he, you know, he kept his word as far as that. Um, He included me in his life. Not very well, I may add, like, you know, he took me to Thanksgiving, but he didn't talk to me the whole time we were at the Thanksgiving gathering. So I I was left on my own to kind of engage with his family. I even sat by myself at the dinner, right? That was odd. And then... Um, under the umbrella of safety, I wrote, looking back, it was very, there were very surface level conversations. There was no depth. Again, I chose to be intimate with someone who had no depth. (laughs) Uh. And I question why on earth would I do that? And I know going forward that I won't be doing that because I evaluated it and looked at it. 
So for this gal who is a client, um, she wants to look at what safety actually means. I do this for everything. If I'm making like a affirmation, I like here's an affirmation that I use daily in my queuing time. And yes, I teach people how to queue too. But here, here's what I do. I desire an abundance, plenty of well-being in all areas of my life. And I'm not even kidding you. I took every word of that affirmation and broke it down like I'd circle plenty of. And what that means to me, I would circle well-being and what that means to me specifically me as an individual and um, all areas of my life. I remember breaking that all down. It meant my health, my personal body health. It meant my serenity, all areas of my life. It meant my relationships with my extended family. It meant my relationships with my adult children and grandchildren. It meant my bank accounts, well-being in my bank accounts, yes? I wrote down every single thing. My house, the way I maintain it, all the things. And I work on and I draw in and I want to attract well-being in all of those areas. Is why I do that cueing exercise. I desire plenty of well-being in all areas of my life. I took every single word and explained it to myself for lack of a better way of doing that. I really got clear on what every single word meant to me. Then if I take it to you, like I am today, if you ask me questions about it, I'm very clear. I'm very willing to give you examples on every single word I said to you there or I used. Make sense? That's what you're doing in your writing. These looking at the letters, the journaling, the descriptions that you are using and breaking them down one word at a time, one phrase at a time. Okay, I'm going to stop. Let me go look at my closing and see why I wanted to bring this to you today. This is part one of I don't know how many there will be, but communication is, is, is the key to everything that you're wanting. Communication with the unseen, the God of your understanding, spirit guides, my soul. I want to communicate with all the unseen first thing every morning I'm devoted to it, right? So we're communicating with the unseen. We're also breaking that down and communicating with ourselves and examining every word of what what comes out of our mouth in pen, pen and ink or whatever. We're examining every word, every phrase. And we're no longer willing to make general blanket statements without knowing 100% sure what that means. If I look at my notes... Um, Number four was your actions and words pushed me away. Number five was with you, I felt misunderstood, right? So those are going to be addressed in part, what, 
two and three or whatever it takes, those all are going to be addressed, those blanket statements and how we can gain clear clarity mm, with the words, feelings, and letters that we're writing down, how we can come to know ourselves thoroughly through those blanket statements that we naturally use, that we adapted from years gone by. We, we are no longer willing to do right things. We're no longer willing to say things that haven't been thoroughly examined. That's the key to being able to thoroughly know yourself. And when you start to communicate with someone you're dating in the future, or someone that you have past relationship with, or someone that you would like to co-parent with really well for your children, you'll start better understanding yourself and being thoroughly able to communicate exactly what you mean when you're speaking to other people. Okay? That's what we're wanting. That's what we all want. That's what I want. I raise my hand. That's what I want. No more general blanket statements. We want to connect to how we felt or feel, yet we don't know how or we're not stating what the feeling was derived from in our communication. The average little human out there, I I tell my clients, 98% of America communicates like that in blanket statements, allowing that significant other or that family, family member to make up a story about it, right? Wondering. Oh, she felt misunderstood. I wonder what that means. Assuming. Giving a guessing game type meaning to what you said. It leaves them to make up their own story about what it means or doesn't mean or how it feels or doesn't feel. Or they can even ignore it because they have no clue what it means. It's kind of frustrating or empty, shallow information for them, right? So if you think about these things that I've talked about today, they might ignore it because they feel frustrated or it feels empty. The information feels empty. I admire you greatly. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Take the feeling of I admire you greatly and break it down and ask yourself, is that true? That's a yes or no answer. Is that true? Do you admire them greatly? You heard me. If I am asked, did I admire him greatly? Uh, There was a few things. Hygiene, nails, toes, mustache. (laughs) Dressed fairly well. Like, okay. Right? Next blanket statement. There's so much I love about you. I couldn't come up with a lot that I loved about him. He was kind. He was gentle. He had a big circle. Blah, 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 blah. 
You see how those blanket statements, I just, I used me as an example, but I want you to get in there and write that stuff down and use you as an example and get really clear on how you really feel as you communicate with the unseen to this person. All right. Stepping off the soapbox. (laughs) You know, I love you big and you know, you better not hire me. Because we're going to go right up (laughs) and into that hood. We're going to open it up and we're going to poke and we're going to prod and we're going to uncover and we're going to discover. And when I'm finished, when we're finished, you're going to know yourself thoroughly. And you're going to have tools (laughs) that help you know yourself more and more thoroughly every single day. I love you big. I'll see you next time. This is Teresa, signing off.